good, the bad and the ugly with Terence Pillay. Not coming up, it's now. The good, the bad and the ugly with Terence Pillay. Good morning, Terence. Morning, Darren. What is it? I'll tell you what. So there is another march calling for the resignation of President Zuma today, which takes place in Church Street. We've all heard about it. Um, to just be clear, last... it's Church Street, Pretoria. Pretoria. So not gather not in Maritzburg. Maritzburg. <laughs> <laughs> so last Friday, a nationwide march uh, to the same end took place, seeing South Africans of all races unite in this common cause, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only been a few days since people came out of their political closets to march, mm. calling for Zuma to step down as President of South Africa as impractical as that was and impractical because he's never going to do that. Mm. What will happen is a vote of no confidence will be tabled in Parliament by the opposition. The ANC is going to vote against that vote of no confidence Mm -hmm. and he's going to stay as president. Mm -hmm. But if by some bizarre, slim chance that everybody in the ANC grows a pair and votes in support of the no confidence proposal... Well, we don't need everyone. We just need 51. And then he'll have to step down. But Beleka Mbeta will become the president because she's the speaker the speaker is that what happens yep. in south africa as well and we have speaker to of the ask, house becomes president yeah and we have to ask ourselves which is the lesser of the two evils wow. uh, then uh, after the march zuma said in response to allegations that there were posters at the march on friday the 7th uh, depicting black people as baboons the marchers not the marchers were racist. He went on to say that it, what it demonstrated was uh, that there are amongst us white compatriots, whatever that means, mm. um, who still think of black people as subhuman. He said the marches revealed that racism is still alive in South Africa. The fact is, you can't deny that. No. Racism is very much alive in South Africa. Yes, I think we all so know that. So let's not bury our heads in the sand about it. Uh, but the march has nothing to do with racism. Mm. Uh, it was a way for people to voice their opinion outside the normal political process Mm. and that's why it's enshrined in our constitution the right to assembly the right to gather to make your opinions heard and that's Mm. really all it is yeah i think that's probably what people like muzi maimani and uh (coughs) julius malema bancho holomisa and you know representatives of the opposition groups are saying whatever the outcome of the vote of no confidence what the march has done is it sent a signal um a kind of a dipstick of sentiments Mm. um a sentiment of the people in the country and not just one race um you could not have had these kinds of marches in the past. You would have been tear-gassed or shot at yeah. or thrown into the back of police vans. Uh, but now we have a constitution that guarantees that right and we mm. must respect that. Mm. Of course, the president of this country doesn't respect the constitution mm. uh, because the constitutional court has told us that. Mm. Um, and there are innumerable examples of that. The way in which he treated the Nkande report, the way in which he's allowed his duty to be influenced by, uh, by people like the Guptas, Mm. Who, by the way, have a military vehicle in their backyard, Yo, which uh, apparently they have a right to because they yes. feel threatened. Never mind that we're all under threat mm. from crime in this country, but we call like ADT blue security or something mm. like that. But that's we, another we, we story. We don't get as sovereign states uh, national defense force vehicles to in protect us in our backyards. Yeah. So it would appear that based on, on the president's behavior his action and his actions to date, that he doesn't give the constitution the due respect that it deserves. And he should stay down because he is in fact corrupt mm-hmm. what we have here is a situation where we have the cult of his this personality 
which is Jacob Zuma, elevated to this particular status of the president of the ANC and the president of the country, legitimately so, through the process he's gone through. But at the same time, we're trying to fight corruption by trying to fight this personality. Mm. And I think it shouldn't be about the personality. It should be about the corruption. Because I can assure you that it's not only Jacob Zuma that is corrupt. Serious, what is uh, the march's specific problem with our president? Well, I mean, I think uh, for me, it's mainly because he's so corrupt. Mm. And just before the break, we spoke about uh, him being corrupt and how the Constitutional Court has has told us that he's corrupt. But, you know, we've seen the culture of corruption in this country and we've heard about cases. It's not just him. We've heard about cases of the cartels and the price fixing within certain sectors of the economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a for- forensic investigation into the ABSA monies that was laundered off into some Swiss bank account. So there's a lot of corruption on a lot of different levels. Yeah. There's collusion, which is a form of corruption. There's tax evasion and all those kind of things that need to be tackled in order for us as a developmental state to really live out the goals of our constitution mm. um, in law. And if we're going to deal with that, then we need to deal with corruption. Mm. Um, I think by investing all this energy into trying to bring down this one personality who's kind of become the poster child for corruption, mm. we've forgotten that we need to deal with a lot more than just Jacob Zuma. So you would be taking on corruption in whatever form. Yeah. And through that, enabling the state to deliver on its mandate, which is to tackle poverty, unemployment and equality, Mm. which are the three pillars of the National Development Plan. The great thing is that the ordinary South Africans are now starting to feel empowered. Um, by the fact that we have a voice and we can go into the streets and make the voice voice heard. Yeah. But I think ordinary South Africans should also, uh, you know, hold their politically elected leaders to account on all levels. Absolutely. Also, Darren, you need to not be complicit. It's one thing to say we find this also despicable. And then you have a company uh, which in terms of the BE legislation might have a front and benefit from government tenders mm. when in fact they really shouldn't. So you can't have double standards. You can't pay bribes to police officers to get out of traffic fines and if you're going to hold people to a high standard you need to hold yourself to that high standard Absolutely. as well right? and, so if, and also if it means if you're going to go out and fight a cause like corruption in the streets in a march then you need to make sure you don't bring a banner with you that says something stupid and racist yes. in fact we don't want people like that in our marches no. because that's not representative of South Africans that's not representative of the general well-meaning people in this country mm. who are trying to build up yeah public South Africa. public address here so racists stay at home hundred percent and we need to not tolerate it so if there were posters that were demeaning or offensive to a particular race yeah. the person standing next to that person holding holding the banner yes. should take responsibility for that Absolutely. you can't stand there in one breath and say oh I'm holding government to this high moral position mm. and then allow some idiot to stand next to you with a poster uh, like that you need to ask what the hell is your problem yeah. so take that banner down and get out of my march yeah, that's yeah. what you need to do okay. at the end of the day the great thing is that we can raise dissenting and alternative voices in our country we have a relatively independent media mm-hmm. and we can afford not to hold anything back i mean in a country that's under a repressive authoritarian rule you won't have a journalist being able to confront say the secretary general of the ruling party mm. and ask the really tough questions that wouldn't even be allowed or screened um they would probably be thrown into back of a police van yeah. so at least we should be glad we have that kind of voice yeah, yeah. when you say uh, what did you say about the media we have a a uh, uh, gen relatively independent media okay 
we do know that there's two media outlets yeah, that, are, that are not not moderate at all. That's why I said it's a relatively, <laughs> it's relatively independent. So long as you pick the right media. Yep. All right. Thank you, Terence. Uh, and yeah, again, I think the big message here is uh, if you see people carrying stupid racist signs uh, at your march, you must ask them, hold them to account as well and say, don't be stupid, don't be racist. And if you are thinking of doing that, rather stay at home. Yes, 100%. Thank you, Terence. Thanks, Darren. Darren, Kerry and Sky. East Coast Breakfast.